listen, you entertain the thought, yes, but for the past six months of this fucking podcast, at least minimum six months, we've been doing like the headphones and shit. Has it been six months? Yeah, it has. Um, I've been fucking hearing this little humming. No, it's it's been a year. But for like well, the past six months, I've noticed it, is what I'm saying. So since I've been noticing it, I've told you guys about it. And you guys are always like, Don, shut the fuck up, you little fucking bitch. Like, you're such a piece of crap. Like, sit down. Yeah, don't shake your head. That's want, exactly how want you say it. Why don't you go sit in the corner and go think read your about book. life choices? Go read your book. Did you read your chapter today? You know what? And that that made me believe maybe I am crazy. Maybe I'm just hearing things. And then now, two weeks, like, fucking the past two or three weeks, you guys have been like, oh, my God, that humming's so annoying. Yeah, David, it is fucking annoying because I've been hearing it for the past six months. But I was always told to shut up. But now that Ding Dong 1 and Ding Dong 2 are starting to fucking hear it, next thing you know, we got to change it. We got to fix it. So I've definitely known about this the entire time. Um, we've also I said you entertained the thought. I've also brought it up to David multiple times. And it's just the interface. We can't do anything about it. It doesn't come out on the episode, so our listeners can't hear it. So I just learned to, learn to love it. We're suffering. For our art. For our art. Yeah, for our art. I, did, you try to say, did you try to say audience and art at the same time? No, I said for our art. Oh, okay. It's like the TikTok where it's like the Baltimore accent. Yeah. And it's Aaron earned and iron earned. And he gets it and he's like, iron, iron, and iron, iron. That's crazy. All right. Well, uh, welcome to the last welcome back. week of Spooktober. We got a banger for you for this intro, so super pumped for it. Cheese, go ahead and roll it. Back everybody, week one hundred one. God damn it! You know what sucks is the number keeps getting higher. You know, so the match is gonna get harder. Yeah. No, there's ways for you to do it to make it week one hundred and one, <laughs> guys. That's one plus ninety-eight ninety-nine plus two one hundred one. Week one hundred one, guys. What's up, motherfuckers? That's pretty easy. And as always, we're your hosts. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. And this is a podcast about brotherhood and the three S's. Storytelling. Supernatural. And self-improvement. But for yes. the final week of Spooktober, Ooh. we have seances. Stigmas. And skeletons. Because those are pretty scary, too. Stigmas? Yeah. Like in an existential way. Oh, yeah. not like the stigmatism in my eye? No, but you have you have one too. Yeah, me too. Where, which which eye? I think it's my right. Really, my left. Really, you know, it's yeah. not. It's not a stigma in your eye. It's, it's a stigmatism. Yeah, those okay. are pretty scary Speaking too. Sure. The stigmas are also scary. What is a stigma? They put, you, they put you in a box, man. The government tries to put you down. 
<laughs> the whole time we've been talking, I've been trying to figure out what the fuck a stigma was, and I couldn't figure it out. But I knew it would go with the three S's, because I know it's not like the best thing in the yes, world. A, a stigma is like um, the government trying to put you down. No, how would you explain it? It's time for dictionary with Dave. How did I forget this segment last week? It's dick, 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 dictionary with Dave. Is this a segment though? Because Monique argued that she was telling me that in the car. She's like, you forgot a segment. You forgot the most obvious. Oh my segments. gosh, she she thought she was the shit. Yeah, and I was like, "What segment is that?" She's, she's like, like, "You forgot three segments." She's all dictionary with Dave. What were the other two? The other two we had we had said, but she um was thinking Wasn't about dictionary listening. with Dave. No, it was it was the other like we we were talking about names with her, but then we came up with a different name, and she was just, like, comparing oh yeah yeah yeah. So stigma is a noun. And it is a mark of disgrace associated with a particular circumstance, quality, or person. You use that in a sentence. So that person's smoking cigarettes. He's got a stigma about him. Oh, like he's an asshole. Like cigarettes have a stigma about them. Yeah, because yeah, they're going to kill you. Yeah. Got it. Dalton, you have long hair, which yes. has a stigma about it. What's the stigma? That you drive a pickup truck. Or you r- listen exclusively to Bob Dylan. <laughs> exclusively. <laughs> exclusively. Or, or like you look like you're buff. So there's like a stigma about you being buff. You know? There's never been a stigma about but me then, that. But then, <laughs> but then, but they, then you they, open your mouth. Then you open your mouth and it's just very wrong. <laughs> I'm really, really bothered by the way he said that. It's annoying. You work with kids and sometimes they're, they're just a little too honest. I feel like that's the worst part. You know? Yeah, you never want to ask a kid... There's two things I've learned. One, don't ask a child for their opinion unless you're ready for the absolute, like, blunt truth. The second time, the second thing is, if a kid ever challenges you to something, don't do it. They are better than you. I don't care how long you've been doing it. I don't care what it is. If they're willing to challenge you to something, you're probably going to lose. Yeah. They're, they're little assholes like that. What is an example behind this? If a kid challenges you to ping pong, or like some like some very some ab- skillful, some, yeah, skillful exactly. sport, S- something very like specific. Yeah, so like, not like basketball. If I a mean, kid comes up to me and asks me to play basketball, I'm gonna go fuck yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're I, gonna curse the child. I'm just gonna look at the child and go, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm, I'll play him, but at least, but I think the minute we start playing is the minute he just breaks my ankles. To be fair, Aaron Carter did that to Shaq, and he won. You compare me to Shaq? I'm saying uh, if, if a kid can beat Shaq when he challenges him I to basketball, the size of Shaq's leg. I don't even think you're that big. I don't think you're that big. You don't. He's that. He's t- how how long are his legs? When he t- so, for those of you that don't know, Shaq is a DJ. And his DJ name is DJ Diesel. <laughs> and he's also a rapper. Yes. He is someone that I would probably play alongside he's, Will Smith. I, I'm 90%. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some sick flows. This is some rap, but also Will Smith. <laughs> um, no, so oh so God. Monique uh, was able to go and like see him live. And I asked her how it was. And she said, it's the weirdest thing because like, he is everything looks so small in his hands, right? And anytime he puts his arms up to like wave his arms up and down, she's like, he's just so big. His arms just keep going up and up and up and up and up. She's like, it's 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 crazy. And water bottles are like a freaking 
the size of his hand. Have you seen that uh, Twitter account where it's Shaq with everyday items? Yes. And it's just like everything is just so incredibly tiny. Remember we watched that video on it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was with you. That's how I saw it. Yeah. I feel like he's just he's wide. It's like he's not just tall. Like, I feel like if he was tall and just lanky, it'd be okay. Uh-huh. But, like, since he's tall and wide, he legitimately looks like a giant. Uh-huh. Because everything is just tight. It's just, it's nothing. Like, but it, everything is proportional on him. Yeah. If I'm being honest, like, Shaq just amazes me. Like, he is, like, like, I think about him pretty often, if I'm being honest. Yeah, like, the, the shot of him playing London Bridges falling down uh-huh. with the violin. Oh, like, my God. It, it. That normal violin becomes the world's smallest violin. You know how everybody like rubs their fingers together? Like it becomes yeah. that. What were you saying, Dalton? It's just he he just he amazes me. He does so much. <laughs> the picture of Shaq holding a normal sized Krispy Kreme donut. It's literally the size of his ear. Mm-hmm. Man, he probably eats that with one bite. Like literally one bite. I mean, that's not a talent though, because like I do that. Why are we talking about DJ Diesel? Oh, just because she saw him. Yeah, she's on live. I don't know how we got here, but I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did, because you know what? People need to know how fucking amazing Shaq is. You know he's a doctor? An honorary doctor? Mm, I, yeah, I, I'm assuming so. Monique how do you become that. one of those? Monique knows a lot about Shaq now that I think about it. She, she has a lot of random facts about <laughs> Dude, Shaq. Dude, how do you not? Shaq is a great topic for anything. This all came because of uh, a child challenging you to something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't... Um, if a if if it's like hacky sack or something very specific that you don't normally do, don't do it. They're probably better than you. Yeah, I would don't fuck with that. But I mean, if you know you're better than them, then obviously win. And ask don't ask them for any opinion because you don't want to hear it. You don't. They're just gonna tell you exactly what's wrong with you. They're not gonna be nice about it. Yeah. I think the scariest part about work this week has just been the amount of kids that have told me that like what they're going to be for Halloween and how it's like what like one of the only times in the year where they can go out and like just kind of like run around and go knock on doors and just kind of be like an, a normal kid in a sense. Yeah. And like the shit they say like oh I like Halloween cuz I get to carry a knife everywhere. Oh god. And it's like <laughs> fuck. Like had two different kids tell me that. And oh, I was man. like, why are you saying that? Don't say that. What's the most popular costume? Uh, it's the, um, I have, there's one of the kids, <laughs> he's six years old, barely, like, doesn't, doesn't speak very well. Um, <laughs> but he's going to be from, uh, what's, what's the show that's been going crazy? Squid, Squid Games. Games. Squid Games. He's going to be the, like the people that. They, that take the the guards guard like one of the guards Jesus Christ he's only six yeah and he's like yeah I want to do that I want to be in Squid Games and I was like oh, oh damn all right dude <laughs> for sure that's wild there was a couple throughout the year that like looked to be like the movie came out and everyone was like yep that's gonna be it what I'm I, looking it up I mean maybe because Squid talking. Games is is just the most like recent, recent that's the only thing i can think of is there anything that happened with the netflix and tiger king i thought there was gonna be a lot of tiger king people oh cruella uh, came out this year mm. so potentially cruella the new suicide squad that was such a good movie was it <laughs> people out there are laughing okay i'm sure they are if you watch the movie you will 
But anyway, that's what that's what Dalton's uh, weekend was. What was yours, Matt? Dude, I went camping. That wasn't my weekend. That was a week of work. <laughs> but uh, I went camping with uh, Monique, and I went out to Joshua Tree with some friends, John and Melissa. And uh, we got to go and do some hiking, which was pretty cool. We got to this one hike, and it was a three-mile hike, uh, round trip. So it was a mile and a half up, mile and a half down. Is it, you had to go back from where you came from, though? Like walk yeah, yeah, back? Like, it's not yeah. like a loop? No, 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 because no, okay. you would walk up, and then I guess the, it's like the best viewpoint of Joshua Tree. Um, but it's a mile and a half with a 1,000-foot elevation gain. So each step is like a box step for me and I have a bad knee and we got there and we're kind of like reading the sign that they have. And then Melissa or John, one of them is like, I don't think we're ready for this. And we're all, why? And I'm pretty sure it was Melissa. She's like, just look at how the people are dressed. And everybody has like walking sticks, like these like crazy hiking boots, a bunch of water. And I'm like standing there with like my diet Dr. Pepper that I got from the, <laughs> the, so the uh, gas station, my broken CrossFit shoes, my knee brace that's like super thin, just wrapped around my knee. Cause last time I went, it was like, I was on crutches. So the first spot that we went to, uh, we got out and I was able to like climb a couple rocks yeah. like very carefully. And I was like, this is already 1,000 times better than the last time I was here because I can go in these rocks and I can fuck around mm-hmm. and not have to be stuck with these crutches. Um, so we hung out there for a while. We, so we started the hike. We went up about a quarter of the way. And then my knee wasn't doing too hot. And we realized that if we finished this hike, it was going to take up a majority of our day and we weren't going to be able to go like see anything else. Like there was like a yeah. um, an old mine. Um, they used to like a gold processing mine that we wanted to go see. Uh, and if we did the hike, it was just going to take too long, and then we just wouldn't be able to to see it. So we turned around, walked back down, and then got in the car and got to go there. Was was going down a little bit scarier than going 1, up? One thousand percent. Going up was I, because going up you're conscious of it, right? But going down, not only like now you have to like stop your momentum and your weight. Basically, one legged squat. Yeah. Down. So I literally I took my time. Everybody was passing me. I was good, and then we finally get to the bottom. Monique turns around. She's like, "You did it." And I'm like, "Nope, I need to get to the car first because it's always like right when I'm I should be good and safe is when I do something very dumb and I fuck up my knee. <laughs> so we got in the car, I'm good to go. Then we got to go hiking to the uh, mine, mining, uh, gold mining spot. That was cool, but it was the trail was a little deceiving. It like broke off into like seven trails, and we made the mistake of following this other group. So then, luckily, John had downloaded the uh, offline map of the area because we're walking around and like me and I'm walking with Monique and Melissa, and we're like all talking, and John's in like navigation John mode. So he's like running around looking, like trying to find like the spot and we can't find it. And apparently we like followed the wrong group and we were way off the actual trail. Oh no. So we had to hike through all this brush into the trail and then we were able to see it. And they had, they had some like random, like old broken down trucks there, like old school, like the, like it's like an art piece or something like that. No, I think, I don't, I think they, there was just ranches there or something at one time and these cars just broke down. Oh, wow. Because there's, like, gas tanks. It was, like, back when the seat was on the gas tank. Like, oh. you know, like, you had to lift the the seat to be able to fill it up. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then after that, we went to the Joshua Tree Saloon for lunch. 
which was cool. And then I was wearing my drum and drummer shirt. So I'm sitting there and um, it was like you, you had to go seat yourself. So we moved out of the sun into this table. These people had just gotten up and left. And I had left a couple uh, cups of water there. And I was like sitting there and I put my stuff down. I turned around to grab the waters and Monique's talking to this, to this lady. And there's like six, six ladies there. And the lady stops and looks at me and goes, I, I recognize you. I know that shirt. And I'm wearing my drum and drummer shirt. And I'm like, oh, right, okay. And I think she had seen me on a, on the hike that I was just talking about, like well, before on our way up. I think she was coming down. Mm. And so she goes, yeah, I recognize you. And then Monique's like, oh, that's him and his brother's podcast. So then in the in the middle of the saloon, these ladies are like, oh, what's it about? I was like, oh, it's about brotherhood and the three S's. Nice. And I run them through the spiel. And I'm like, yeah, it's my brother and I. Our last name is Drum. They're like, oh, Drum and Drummer, like Dumb and Dumber. I'm like, yeah, it's basically the same thing. And they started laughing, and I was like, so, you know, you can find it on all the platforms. I gave my own little pitch, which was kind of weird to do in public, but it was cool. Um, That's what I got to do, and we're grinding 100%, baby. So then after that, we went and we stayed in a yurt. Yurt? Do you know what that is? It's a Slap on the back of the head. That's like a full, like, structured. Okay, here's my question. Why is it not a teepee? Is that not culturally sensitive to say? Is that why we're calling it yurts? Was it a teepee? Yes. Um, and I, I'm 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 legitimately asking because I don't know. Like I'm not trying to be. A I'll dick. look it up for you. I thought yurts were more rounded. That it is a it. different. It is a different shape. It's more of a cone, right? Because it's a cylinder that yeah. has a teepee on top. Uh huh. So then, what's a regular teepee? A teepee is, is just a, a cone. A, a cone. Yeah. It's a cone, bro. This is a cone with a cylinder underneath it. Hmm. Basically a little wider. Yeah. Oh, okay. If that's that's the only difference then. Um But so we stayed there, it was super cool. So um you guys didn't you guys didn't need a like a tent or anything. No. And honestly we we brought a bunch of stuff expecting for them to not provide anything. Like we we expected it to be the yurt, the stuff inside the yurt, and then a um and then a like a bonfire pit, and that yeah, was it. Yeah. But when we pulled up, the lady was there. Um, she walked as we drove very. She walked very slowly as we drove behind her to the yurt. We got there, and then um, they had everything. They had like a grill. They had a bonfire pit. They had a bunch of chairs. They had an ice chest, uh, and then inside they had two beds for John and Melissa, me and Monique. Um, they had like uh, cutting boards. They had cleaning equipment. They had cooking like they had everything the whole nine yeah so it was super cool so uh before we got there we had ran to like the grocery store to pick up some food for the evening and then we were able to yeah uh, yurts are usually considered glamping yeah absolutely it was 1000 percent glamping that's That's the difference okay oh i see i see um great drawing thank you he's an engineer he's an engineer so so we got there we were able to start you know we started cooking or whatever and then monique likes to take things to the next level Right. And this is with everything. And this isn't, this is just who she is. And I love this about her. She took a s'more and she made it better. So what she did was she goes, Oh, we're having s'mores tonight. We need Nutella, strawberries, and marshmallows. And I was like, What? And so what we did was we made s'mores, but we put, we put Nutella spread on the graham cracker instead of chocolate. Instead of chocolate. Then we put strawberries on the Nutella and then we roasted the mallow, put it on. 
and ate it. It was so freaking good. I'm not a big fan of s'mores, but I had at least like four of them. You just call it mallow? Marshmallow. Marshmallow. Yeah. First, Did I have this discussion with you? The mallow. Thank you. That's my exact reference. Mellow. Wouldn't it be mellow? The mallow. The mellow. It's mellow just M- makes more M-A-L-L-O-W. sense. M-A-L-L-O-W. Marshmallow. Mar- it's technically Why? marshmallow. It's not a... There's no A. Spell marshmallow. M-A-R-S. Can you use it in a sentence? First you First roast the <laughs> marshmallow. Yes, but the way it's spelled, it's M-A-L-O. Yeah. W. W. Marshmallow. Marshmallow. M-A-R-S-H. Marsh. M E L L O W. It's M A. That's uh, the that's the DJ without the W. <laughs> marshmallow. Who is a giant marshmallow? It's one of those. It's one of those English words that you just gotta accept and move on. You're gonna hurt your brain. Fucking shit. Um. So we did that. Those were super good. And then what was kind of I thought I don't know why I was this calm. I think because Melissa and Monique and John were all very calm about this. But we had a fifth visitor. Was it the goat man? It was not, but John and Melissa kept bringing up the goat man. And at one point... That, that story legitimately scares me. At one point, when we're walking to the minecart path, we get to this car, and all of a sudden, there's this old man there. Just appeared. I, I don't, I, he wasn't walking with us. I just turned around, and he was there. And he was like trying to make conversation. Like He was just admiring the truck, right? And he pulls out his phone to take pictures. And I know Monique wanted to, and I almost did it. And I wanted to offer to go take a picture for him of him next to the truck because he was just by himself. But then I was like, John Wilson had just talked about the goat man. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, don't fucking do it. Like in reference to him or just in just general? Just in general. They can't, bro, the whole time. Bro, you can't talk about it Thank when you. it hasn't happened yet. That's just putting the vibes out Thank there. You. No, you're not, not supposed to talk about it. Not too. Not only that, but John and Melissa, while we're out there, they just kept talking. I don't know how many episodes of We Sh- I Shouldn't Be Alive they've seen, but they just kept talking about getting stranded and dying in the desert. And I was like, please. I don't like, I, I, we can talk about this in the car, on the way, but like when I'm trying to climb up this rock, I don't want to hear about somebody that got stuck between a rock that looked exactly like that. So I had to like kind of calm myself down a little bit. And then they were talking about the goat man. Right, and all of a sudden, this old man appears, and um, Monique, like we're walking, and Monique's like, "Babe, I feel so bad for him," and I'm like, "Keep walking." She's like, "What?" I'm like, "Just, just, he's fine. Let's go." So we walked, and I never saw that man again, dude. It was fucking creepy. <laughs> it's probably just an old man that was hiking <laughs> by himself, but I think just the combination of like John and Melissa talking about it and making jokes about it, and then that happening, and like. It was kind. Of, I don't know. I I'm sure they saw him, but they didn't like pay attention to it at all. And so then I was like, we get in the car, and I'd do a head count, make sure there's four of us, make sure Monique's eyes didn't like turn to like lizard people eyes real quick. Did you did you smell sulfur? No. Okay. No, I didn't. So I should be fine. Okay. But, and then uh, so then our fifth person that wasn't the goat man was a kangaroo rat. Dude, okay, hear me out. Hear me out. So I'm sitting there. They're mad cute. I'm sitting there, and it's like a little Pokemon. It's a little chubby little thing, and it's like eyes are super big. All right. Right? The only thing that freaked me out was the tail is super long, Yeah. and at the very end, it's bushy. That's kind of cool. So it's like a mace. Yes. Yes. (sighs) Yeah, but like soft. 
And so then he kept running out of his hole, and like the way they run, they kind of hop a little bit, like a kangaroo. That's cute. And uh, he just kept hanging out with us. He'd run in his hole, come out, run around the chairs, go back in. Thought it was going to freak me out. Thought I was going to climb up onto Melissa at one point, uh, but it didn't. So then the next morning, the, the, the place that we stayed at, it was like somebody's backyard. There's all these animals. The Dude, biggest pig I've ever seen in my life. I feel like you lived Fucking this, horse. this adventure in a matter of a day and a half. Dude, it was wild. Okay? Four o'clock, rooster goes off. <laughs> whatever whatever sound they make, right? I say that. <laughs> I don't know how many roosters they had. <laughs> what sound does a rooster make? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. No, you wait. I know. So, so uh, at five o'clock, <laughs> one rooster goes. Six o'clock, another rooster goes. They had to have at least five roosters. My problem was with the last one. The last one went off at like eight thirty. The sun was already out. And I heard it go off, and I said, that rooster needs to be fired because he is very late for his job. Ah, fuck. Everyone already up. I like to think he's trying his best. I just imagine him waking up late for work. It's like, oh, shit. I kind of think Like, you know, you wake, he's all, when you wake up late for work, you're like, oh, my God. He's like, he's all, wrong one, wrong one. Wrong bird, wrong bird, wrong bird. But uh, it was fun. John, Melissa, thanks for inviting us. We had a blast. We got to do it again soon. Yeah, man. It sounds like you guys had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it was an adventure. It was. A lot happened. What are you guys dressing as for Halloween? Mm, um, you go ahead. I'm Hercules. You are? I am. I'm going to be Hercules. And Monique's going to be Meg. What are you doing for Halloween, Matt? I am going to Monique's sister's Brittany's house. They're having a little costume party. So we're going to go there on Saturday. Um, we're celebrating Saturday night. We'll go there, hang out there for the night, and then uh, Sunday probably recover, and then get back to work on Monday. Nice, man. Yeah, that's about it. What about you guys? What are you doing? Jeez. I have no clue. That's no? what I'm going to figure out. Saturday, we have a family wedding, so we'll all be at that, and then I don't I don't know if our apartment has like the kids all walk around, so we're expected to have candy or something like that, but mm. I don't know. What about you, Don? Um, I'm going to see what, uh, Lex is doing with Brooks. Oh, cute. See Ooh, gonna, I think, I think Aubrey Halloween. mentioned something about them walking around. So is, is that, just, is that Sunday or Saturday? I think that might be Sunday. Oh, perfect. So, what are you going to dress up as Dalton? Uh, nothing. Um, but if I was going to dress up, oh. I would probably just piggyback off of their stuff uh-huh. and I'd be just like that fat hog, whatever that is. <laughs> the little fat the imp, purple one. The imp. The imp? The fat imp. Oh, uh, the one that helps you out. Yeah, what's his name? Phil. Is it Phil? The fat imp from oh, Hercules. Oh yes, he's a satyr. He's not an imp. Okay, thank you, David. You're welcome. It, his name is Phil, though, right? He's yeah. Satyr. Also, what a random name. Like it's Philoctes. Ah, uh, you don't know where that's from. It's you Philoctes. thought it was an imp. You're the last person <laughs> to fucking talk about. The this. way David is like smirking, he has the most smug fucking look. Like. I know Greek mythology. Is David a, is, is David a Disney adult? David is totally a Disney. He's worse. He's a Harry Potter adult. I know about like six people. That <laughs> I thought just, David just turned on the camera to like have a conversation. Like, Listen, <laughs> Listen, guys. I know about I know about six people that are rolling around in their chair right now. Uh, I I because like I don't so like you know a lot about Disneyland. Yes. You know a lot about Disney. Yes. But I don't ever see you wearing ears or a Mickey shirt. Yeah, man. What's up with that? And you don't have a sticker on your car. Where's the love? 
But I also just don't have a big thing about like like merch and stuff. That's not true. All of my commodities are up in here. <laughs> God damn it. My my flexing power is all up here <laughs> instead Amen, of baby. like in the stuff I can buy. Look at you go. I went to I got I got to Don't were you with us when we went to Disneyland? Probably yeah, you not. were. Yeah, no you were because it going with David was like I don't know, getting like a tour of his house. Like he just knew. Oh yeah, David well, that's knew I everything. Work that's because I want to work there. You were working there, weren't you? That too. Yeah, it was like there's just you couldn't turn a corner without David giving you some like random fun fact that I every time he would be like, "Did you know?" And in my head, I'm like, "I'm not going to care about this." But Donald it was like Duck stepped there. Very, it was actually That's very not, interesting. It was like the trash cans because <laughs> it was the technology. Feet. It was yeah. the technology of the park. And, and then I yeah, remember we were cool. on compared uh, to just like we were we were on like haunted mansion, and then I was like, "Whoa, this is cool!" And David's like. Do you want to know how they do it? And I was like, sure. And he goes, no, 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 it'll ruin it for you. Never mind. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, David's just sitting there, like with this power, like he's learned the secrets. <laughs> now he's just sad. <laughs> like, are, have you like went, during those roller coasters and stuff, David? Were you always like, man, like I wonder how this worked? Yes. See, when I was on a roller coaster, I was like, yo, this <laughs> shit's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, how do they keep all these ghosts in here? Yeah, I don't like, understand. <laughs> How are they containing them all in one spot? <laughs> How does the boulder get back every time? <laughs> I have a question though, Matt. Huh? This is another, good, I think, a really good Halloween question. Okay. If you could make your own haunted house, yep. what, what would the theme be? How would you want to go about it? You want to take through a certain type of experience? Want to replicate a movie? Um, I this might be influenced by Squid Games. But it would definitely be either child childhood games or it'd be based off child nursery rhymes. That's a cool Ooh, one. Like okay. twisted nursery uh-huh. rhymes. Because if you if you actually Kinda listen like, would it be like an escape room in a sense? Like to the next room? Uh, I, yeah, like there I would definitely have like you know how if you go to Universal, like each you walk to a different maze and like that maze has it. Mine would just be like different sections of the one maze. But it would be like different nursery rhymes all the way through, with like a creepy version of like this the tune of it playing in the background. Because every nursery rhyme is fucking creepy. Like if you just read the lyrics and you read what it's about, it's very creepy. And there's a reason that like a lot of times in horror movies they use like nursery rhyme tunes because we all know them. Yeah, and it's like all coming from a time of like when we would all run around sing. So it's something we can easily identify with. So I think when you trying to cre- when you're trying to create an experience to capture people, I think that's just easy because we've all done it, we've all been there, right? But then also you add this twist where now you're an adult and you know something like it shouldn't be sound like this. It shouldn't do these things, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I might play the nursery rhyme backwards at one point. Like when Ooh, shit fuck. gets wild, like play it backwards. I have everybody come out and scare the shit out of everybody. Playing backwards cool. just work. It's worked on you guys. Yep. What do we play backwards? Bend oh no! <laughs> I didn't really want to hear the noise. I didn't want to hear it. Yeah. yeah say it. So, uh, what about you? Um, I think, I think I would go the basic, um, like you know, kind of like a, like take it through rooms of like the werewolves and the vampires just like dracula and like it's like classic montage classic montage of just like all the cool haunted movies but like 
when you're taken into the room, it feels like you're in like the 80s or whenever it was filmed. You know, like the it was just really fucked up too. So those were filmed in the 30s. Okay, yeah, like that. Like it was just like, but like not like too bad. You know, like still able like to see things. I have a hard time with the cameras. Yeah, I was talking about the cameras with you earlier. Yeah, I like I like watching parts of the movie, but I can't sit through the whole thing because it bothers me too much. But I try. And so from what I've got gathered was just you're taking it to a place and you feel like you're like black and white, like everything's kind of taken back. Oh, that'd be cool. And then you got to like run through the little maze or whatever to get to the next room. Mm-hmm. And then you're to the next scene of like a popular film. Then you run to the next scene of a popular film. So, so like, all like classics. Like the Horror Nights. Mazes. Yeah. But not like you're not going to get like hit or anything, you know, like I was thinking I wanted an intense experience, but. Not like the places where you go and you sign the waiver. Yeah. They literally torture you. Yeah. I don't know if I could do that. There's one one place where they can literally like you sign it off and they shave your head. They shave your head. They like they, stick you in a box. They bag you. They strip you down. And people are willingly. They waterboard you. I don't think they waterboard you. No, I think that might be illegal. <laughs> but they, yeah, they, they do like whatever. And I'm just like, I have zero desire to experience that and go through that. Um yeah, and like the wait list for these things are long, like years, multiple years long. That's the weird. scariest one is in San Diego. Yep. Because like, well, did you hear? There was a kid that got stabbed at one of these. Uh, some some person used an actual knife and stabbed some kid during the the haunted house. Like an employee. Yeah. I it was it wasn't day. it wasn't a big. I don't think it was a big uh, haunted house, but it was it was you know. Bigger. It was one of those experiences. Yeah, and wow. some employee had an actual knife and stabbed some kid. Yeah, like even for like horror nights, like that's fun, but then sometimes I'm just like, oh, leave me alone, and they can't get out, and then I'm just running in circles, and then I keep giving big reactions. So then more come. So then more come, and I'm like, I just I can't help it. Like I gotta scream at something. If you're somebody that is like legitimately afraid to go to like a horror nights, so I'm gonna give you a tip right now. Take somebody that's more scared than you, and all you have to do is be slightly less afraid than them and let them walk just a little ahead of you. And just make sure they give a big reaction, and you'll get the experience because you'll, you'll get startled when they run by, but they just go after that one target. It doesn't work. And you're good to go. It's your safety blanket. It doesn't work. No, 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 because you're the person that they take. Don't take me. <laughs> <laughs> David, what, what would your Hall- Halloween house type thing be? Uh, I'm curious about that. So my first thought was um, adult horrors. It's like one oh. room is like taxes. Oh. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> tax fraud. The next room is like retirement funds. Oh, God. And the next one is like retirement home. It's just a cubicle for your nine to five. And it's like uh. here forever. Um, and then I was like, oh, if I did, a, if I did one, it wouldn't be, there'd be no jump scares. No, like pop outs. There'd be music, and there'd be like it would all be atmosphere, mm. and it would just be stuff that like, like you, one of you said, just gets your hair raised and mm-hmm. like keeps you on your toes because you don't know where things are coming from or you don't know what things are, and yeah. like some are like just slowly, slowly making their way closer towards you. Um, I don't know how it would all culminate but uh but yeah that was kind of the vibe i was looking for is something just like 
atmospheric. There, I feel like there has to be one jump scare though, at the very end. Oh, just other, to other, release exactly. Because I feel like you because you build up the tension, and then people walk out there and be like, "What the? They're fuck? They'd be fighting everyone out there. Yeah, like they're, they're just gonna be mad. Like you just need it doesn't have to be big. It just has to be something. You know, it'd be a good idea, or I think it would be a good idea is if you did like this whole haunted house, but like at first. You put this in the put them in this room and you like disorient them somehow. Yeah, and then you put them into like this other room where it's just open space. You know, you can kind of feel like when it's open space, mm-hmm. you can like feel the presence or whatever. Yeah, and like have it pitch black, but but just have this music playing, kind of building up, building up, building up, mm-hmm. and then they walk through this whole thing. Nothing happens, but the whole time they're expecting yeah. something, and at the end you do the boom. That would fuck them up. Yeah, that would totally fuck. Them you up. take a room and you put it put it on a platform that's like two degrees, and then you take the walls and you put it at another two degrees. Just disorient them. So then they're like walking and they're like, "What the hell?" But it like <laughs> looks normal, but it's not normal. That would terrify me. That would you suck. just because then it's not something you register, you but your body can feels it. it. Yeah, that's uh. not that's rough. That would suck. That's fucked. Yeah. I like that. Um, Architectural horror. Oh, my God. Architectural horror. David, do it, dude. I'll do it. All right. I'll do it. I'll do it right now during the break. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. And we're back. And we're back, guys. How are we doing? How was your break? Ours was swell. Don't we? Uh, we watched a scary movie. We did. We the did. last one. The last one. And boy, has it been a crazy roller coaster of a month of with the movies that David's been picking. Um, I would say the the worst movie was uh, well, all of them are pretty, pretty not satisfying. Really? All of David's movies he picked. The first one was fantastic. Which one was the first one? What we do in the shadows? Oh, yeah, that was pretty that good. That was fucking hilarious. You know, it's the, I'm talking about the last two. Uh, well, one of them you didn't watch. He watched it after. Him oh, you watched, watched Ouija? It, yeah. Him yeah. and my dad watched it. And what did you think? It's it was all right. It was whatever. It wasn't good. So you had what we what we do in the shadows. Then we had... Under the skin. Under the skin. That one was fucked up and not satisfying at yeah, all. Yeah, that one was oh, satisfying. Oh, sorry. Hold on. When you say not satisfying, you mean it didn't end the way that you wanted it to exactly end. Exactly what I'm saying. No, Got I'm, I'm saying I, mine is like it didn't scare me. Okay. Um, the what so was, under the skin, not satisfying because you didn't get your answers under the skin. Yeah, and it was just I, I didn't understand <laughs> what was happening the whole time. Uh, and then what was after that one? After that was Ouija. Ouija. That one probably got to me a little more than the other ones, but. I just like the way it all wrapped together. And also, I like the fact that I was the, I like, I did what I had to do, you know? I held it down for this podcast. You did. So, <laughs> so, so you like the movie, not scary. Yeah. And then uh, this one was The Omen in classic horror. Actually, this was, this was a fun one, but it's still not satisfying at all. It was, it was it in the was, way that it ended. Yeah, but it was intriguing. Like it did keep my attention most of the time, for a good portion of it. Here's the thing: I think if you are religious, that movie takes a whole different turn, as opposed to if you are not. 
Yeah. Because it gives weight yeah. to the book of Revelations and it gives weight to the number 666. It gives weight to all these things that are are very important for people to buy into in order to be scared of the movie. You know what I mean? And you can tell that this movie was shot like back in the day just by the pace of it. So for a classic horror, it was I mean I enjoyed it. Like it was a good yeah. storyline. Like, I don't know why, movie. but I was intrigued. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it also just watching it with you guys and being able to just like crack jokes every once in a while, like that was funny. Um, but at no point was I like scared. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, which seems to be the, the, uh, the trend for classic horror. Yeah. And I think that's just because we are so used to not even a horror movie. Well, horror movies were used to jump scares. Like anytime you see a dark corner in a scene, you're like kind of like leaning back. You're like, fuck. Like, yeah. What did, jump what, scares become a I big I was going to say, what did you say? Because I remember I responded to you with like, what are you talking about? Jump scares hasn't been invented. Hadn't been invented yet. Yeah. And then there was a jump scare right, right after you said that. No, there wasn't. Yeah. Because she jumps out on top of the guy on the, on his back. Like right after David said that. It's not a traditional jump scare. Oh, it's yeah. just more of like she just appeared and was but flying. she also screamed prior to that. Okay, yeah, but I mean that's like the version of jump scare. Then it's not like it goes black and then all of a sudden there's a face like right in front of the screen and you can't get away from mm-hmm. it. You know? Yeah. yeah. That sounds. Scary. Um, it was good though. The Omen. It was. It was a. It was a good one. So what was it about? The Omen is about uh, a couple about that are probably like what twenty five years apart. They have to. It has to be like a thirty year difference on that one. I don't know. I just didn't look right. And uh, if for whatever reason you haven't seen this um, and you want to, there's going to be a lot of spoilers, so just skip ahead. <laughs> um, so the opening scene is basically they have this child, and then it shows the, the, uh, the child doesn't make it, and the father of the uh, deceased child is you know talking to this father, and I guess they were giving birth at some... I don't know, hospital that was ran by fathers and nuns. And the father goes, listen, I know your child, your child passed. I'm sorry for your loss. But she doesn't need to know the pain of losing a child. Here's an identical child that looks just like the mother. She never has to know. So take this child and just tell her that it's yours. And it'll be fine. This motherfucker looked at him and went, makes sense. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you're right. I don't want to have to deal with this. <laughs> this is this is the way. I'll just bury this deep, deep down. So then it turns out that they go, gives the, the son to the, uh, the wife or whatever, and she's happy and they're a happy family. Uh, the guy ends up being the ambassador to UK for the US. So they moved to England. Moved to England, baby. Moved to England. To England. And then England. shit starts to get wild, right, Dalton? Shit gets bonkers. Uh, you know, the, the child decides to, like, start making weird looks. Which just made, made it more... It was more uh, funny than dramatic. Uh, but it was cool, you know, to see him interact with the camera a lot. And um, he would look at, like, the, uh, the... He would look at the woman. He was looking at the woman, right? Which, which, which woman? Oh, no, the dog. His hellhound. This was at the birthday party. This at the birthday party. His hellhound was looking at this woman, staring her down, and then she like suddenly like had an urge to just hang herself at the birthday party, <laughs> okay. and it was like, what the fuck? 
So this woman was the nanny of the child because they're wealthy. So they buy this house, have a party. Uh, the kid's probably like, what, four, right? Five. Five? Five years ago. Oh, that's right. Five. Um, and so <laughs> they uh, they have like a carnival ride. They have a merry-go-round, uh, a, a really sick-looking roller coaster. Uh, that thing looked pretty. That fucking kid fun. was having a blast. Oh yeah, thing too, man. And uh, at one point, the nan, the mom gives the the son to his name's Damien. Gives Damien to what does the name Damien mean? Will you look that up? Yeah. Um, uh, gives Damien to the nanny, and then the there's a photographer. And he's like taking a picture of the nanny and the baby and Damien, and the mom gets jealous. Oh, I think I know what Damien is. What is it? I just read this somewhere. Um, it's part of like, it's one of the, one of the 10 Sith, or not Sith, Sith Lords, <laughs> one of the 10 demon Lords or something like that. There's one named Damien. Hmm. It's the one that they're praying out in, in, um, her- hereditary. Oh, okay. I think that's the, that's the demon Lord they're looking for. Okay. So, uh, the mom gets mad at the nanny because the nanny is like more involved in the son's life than the mom is. And so she kind of realizes that when they're like taking pictures with the nanny and the son. So she wants those pictures. Mm-hmm. So she tells the nanny basically to leave. Nanny walks out and then you see this like Rottweiler. You've never seen a dog before, but there's no leash, no collar. It's just kind of in the wilderness. Uh, and then just like Dalton says, all next thing you know, she's like hanging herself. She like calls to Damien. She's like, Damien. Why, why are you telling the same story again? Because you gave no context. You just started adding characters. And a I'm dog. leaving some room for them to watch it. Oh. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Sorry. (laughs) That's like you are descriptive enough. Damien means to tame or subdue, to master, overcome, or conquer. Huh. What does Dalton mean? So then after this birthday incident. Probably the same. uh, There's one photographer that keeps (laughs) taking pictures. And then basically it turns out that this child is the devil. Son of the devil. Son, Son of, the, of devil. the devil. And the he wants to kill his mother, and his mother is pregnant with what would be his brother. And um, he wants to kill the baby, too, for some reason. Like, he's, like, g- going after blood for whatever reason. I appreciate to... you trying to, like, summarize now. Yeah, I feel bad. Summarize. I feel bad. I don't want to, like, ruin it. Um, and, then th- and then after that, Nanny died... I, okay, this is the part of the movie I didn't understand. I got an answer for you. Okay, where does the second nanny come from? When she says the organization sent me, what organization? The nanny organization. No, nanny nine That's what she tells them. Stupid. But the same thing you learn later, like how the priest had the six 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 birthmark on him. Uh, she has that somewhere, but those are as those are the apostates of Satan. Do we? Does it ever show her having that on her? It doesn't. But you can because yeah, I know they like said at some point he's like I just assumed she was like some certain like she, she was the, another apostle. Well, the saying. first time she sees the 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 boy, she says something like "I'm here to protect you, young king" or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the kid just like looks at her and like there's a weird fireplace behind him, and he just like yo the f- that fire was roaring. Yeah, I think it was his, going his style too. Yeah, his style was something that the way they dressed was in, insane. Like I mean. It's cool if you want to dress like that, but like, fuck, that's like a lot of work to dress down and dress up and have to go out and you're going to sweat a lot in that thing. I don't know that the fits back then were a little interesting. Which was more intriguing to you? The church, the visit to the church 
or the visit to the zoo? Visit to the zoo. The zoo was the zoo was fun because they were like all the signs are pointing like this kid's a problem. You know, even the even the animals don't like him. Well, that's like, when the that's when the mom realized it. That monkey scene was was wild. Yeah, too. the yeah. monkey scene was. I'm crazy. actually very terrified. I would have been scared to film that scene if it was. I mean, I don't know if it yeah, was. Yeah, that's so dangerous. Yeah, if those Chips are, if are those fucking... are even live baboons, and they're just it's just the cameraman in the in the car. That's still terrifying. Yeah, you know, because they could. Who knows? They could break through that shit. Yeah, they, you know, and especially if they're at the zoo and like they let you drive through the exhibit. I'm sure they've seen people open doors before, and monkeys are smart, so they definitely knew how to open doors. Oh, for sure. Which was what was your favorite death of the movie? These they were some pretty inventive deaths for this being like early seventies. Yeah. So there's a there's a death where the mom ends up getting pushed out a window, and the only reason why is because she ends up in this hospital, and she's all casted up, and one thing leads to another. She gets shoved out a window. And she's falling. But when she's falling out of the window, you notice both of her arms flailing. And I'm like, did how did she get out of all of her casts? Like She just kept falling, man. Yeah. And like the falls took so long. Like they were dramatically long. Yeah. It's fantastic. Just to make it look like it was a really long fall, they just paused her. <laughs> it looked like in one spot for a minute. And I was like, all right. And the fake blood was great too, especially in, uh, in Blu-ray. Yeah. The fake blood is fucking piss poor, man. Yeah. They could have done better with that. I don't know. I would have done better with that with something. Which was your favorite death? Uh, I would say the hanging. The hanging in the beginning. I really Just enjoyed it. Just because it's out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. And I, to me, it looked the most realistic out of the other deaths. You know? Like, you could tell, like, not just, that just the way the body flopped. It just not that different. last one? Mm. With the truck? No. <laughs> that was that was crazy. But I was I already knew that was going to happen when I saw the pictures. You know, you can see it. They, they, there's, I should probably, there's a part where they have pictures that show how the person might die. It's okay. The ba- Final Destination Three basically yeah, rips basically. it off. Like, oh, yeah. do they? Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. It was good. Uh, I was disappointed with the ending, but then there's like three of them. You said. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but that I'll makes just, sense. I'll go summarize it on a YouTube video. But this kid's just getting an upgrade because at the end he leaves with the president of the U.S. Yeah. How did he? Like, come on. He's doing something right. Yeah. I mean, he is Satan. That was what an interesting thing, too, is because they're looking at a poem from the book of Revelations and they're like interpreting it. And there's a part where like, oh, he'll rise from the eternal sea. And they're like, well, yeah, well, they already, you know, scholars already identified the eternal sea as being the sea of politics and stuff. like, And just uh. just how like wide an interpretation can get yeah. for mm-hmm. things to fit like prophecies Mm -hmm. and um, poems and stuff like that, foretellings. Yeah. 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 It was crazy. It was a good movie though. I definitely, I'm I'm glad I watched it. So Dalton, your name, I'm just going to read it because it's a very uh, nice definition. Sounding like the proper English surname it was derived from, Dalton is all about being smart and trendy. Dang. With equal parts cool and nerdy. Dang. Dalton, which comes from Dal or Valley and Tun or Settlement, may have peaked in the 1990s. But that's okay. It means your child won't be in a classroom full of Daltons. So your name means Valley and Settlement. 
I'm, I'm a place, baby. I'm a place to be. <laughs> but it's all about being smart and trendy, equal parts cool and nerdy. It literally sounds just like me. Pretty much. Describes you perfectly. So, Cheese, you went to a very interesting place this weekend. Where did you go? I went to Chicago this past weekend. Chicago. Nice. Yes. How'd it go? Um, they have a bunch of songs. Which how do how does which song go? How did, how was Chicago? Yeah, I know the band Chicago has like a bunch of songs. I don't fucking know a band Chicago, David. Um, it was super nice. It was cool. Uh, I had to uh really hold back on all the Ferris Bueller references I wanted to make. I wanted to end every sentence with chicka chicka. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did you really have to hold back? Not really. Yeah. Um, but we uh we got to see a lot of downtown. We got to go to the Sky Deck. We got to go to the Art Institute. We went to a jazz club. We didn't realize that Louis Armstrong was uh in Chicago for a very long time and like was a big part of the jazz scene there. Mm, yeah. And then uh and then just got to uh see a lot of landmarks and it wasn't till the end when we were leaving that I was like, "Oh my god, there was a gangster scene here." Um I wanted to get an Al Capone souvenir for obvious ra- reasons with Rachel, um, but yeah. she wouldn't let me. She didn't want those memories. So, oh, man. The uh, struggle. But, <laughs> but so uh, walking through Chicago at the end, I remembered because we didn't plan anything. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, there's so much gangster stuff and there's so much haunted stuff because I bought a Scholastics Book Fair book of the most haunted places in America and how, Chicago had its own section. How old were you when you bought that book? Probably like seven, okay. seven or eight. And you consistently grade. used it throughout the years. Yeah. You're the only person I know that just does these things. So, so with that being said, I have the eight most haunted Chicago sites that you probably didn't know about. So let's see how many of these places that you went to. You down? Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Number one, museum of science and industry. Did not go there. No. We were only there for two days, day and a half, really. All right. Um, they have ghost tours there, and basically you can get your ghost questions answered. Oh, okay. this is where, but this is where Clarence Darrow, uh, is seen a lot. That he was in my book. He was. Oh, he was what? a very famous uh, defense attorney. Okay. Usually, uh, but he was like on, against the mob. <laughs> When I read defended, I imagined him like physically defending murderers. Stop. <laughs> oh, no. He wasn't against the mob. Sorry. He was just he was just a, a good attorney. Probably he, for the mob. Yeah. And his, the mob. his ashes are scattered around Jackson Park Lagoon, which is why people think he keeps hanging around. Yeah. And this book was by the History Channel. So I learned a lot about history, too. <laughs> Second spot. Than everyone else. 875 North Michigan Avenue, formerly the John Hancock Center. And you can see it in Poltergeist 3. You know, I, oh, cool. I've i been there, but uh, I we did not know this one. was the case of it. Did you did you feel weird when you went there? No, oh, I no, told really you. Felt. I'm like a closed vessel. It's really hard for me to get those kinds of vibes. I got you. Number three is Prairie Avenue. It's close to Soldier Field. Um, it's a residential street. And there's many ghostly tales that begin with the mysterious death of Marshall Field's son on November 22nd, 1905. And he accidentally shot himself while he was cleaning his rifle. And he's been haunting the grounds ever since. Fuck. I think this is the same place where, like, it's got, like, a death staircase in it. 
I don't know. If it's oh, like like it's like a door that opens and it just drops. No, like it, there's a there's a spiral staircase and like four or five people have died. Really, coming down it, and they don't know if it's like a ghost pushing them or if it's just cursed stairs or something like that. But that's where the ghosts usually show up. All right, all right. Number four, Marina City. We Which, walked right by this. Yeah, those are the that's the corn right there. Yeah, you can see corn cobs, designed by who's it designed by. Bertrand Goldberg. So you walk by, does it actually look like corn? Ooh, got a really morbid. Yes, it does. Rachel would not stop talking about how it looked like corn. Very <laughs> cute. Um, pretty morbid. Pretty morbid history around Marina City. Sounds like yeah, it. Yeah, uh, a lot of residents committed suicide in the residence, and others have jumped from the Marina City's balconies. Fuck. All started when a con- three construction workers fell off the 34th, 43rd floor. 43rd, good thing it wasn't the 13th floor because they don't have one of those. Uh, number five, the Tonic Room. Um, dates back to the Roaring Twenties. It was once a favorite hangout for the Irish mob and it was also a notorious brothel. So not surprising that there's a lot of history over there. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. So the Golden the, Dawn. Yeah, so the let me let me read that because it's kind of interesting. Uh, the current building owners began their exploration of the property. They discovered a painted pentagram on the basement floor and Egyptian symbols on the ceiling. Portals. Some speculate that this was, in fact, a secret meeting place for the Golden Dawn, an organization devoted to the study and practice of the occult. One woman claimed to have witnessed a ritual murder there in the 1930s when she attended one such meeting. So does that mean she's guilty by association? Like, Do you get charged for that if you admit to it? How many years um, has it been? They probably don't have any evidence. I was going to say, they don't, yeah, there's no, you know, there's no body. Yeah, they yeah. can't trust Portamal. Number six, Wrigley Field. I kind of figured this one. Uh, disappearing so? baseballs, entities in the bleachers, cold spots, and the restless spirit of Harry Carey. Harry Carey. Harry Carey. Carey. Harry Carey. I, like, I kind of like Carey better. I like Carey way better. Why? Because uh, it sounds crazy. crazy. <laughs> um, You're correct. <laughs> number seven, the Red Lion Pub. <laughs> Once Dirty Dan's Western Saloon is now haunted. Someone goes far to call it the most haunted bar in Chicago. I'm Dirty Dan. Did you go there? No, I didn't go <laughs> you there. You didn't? I was dirty for Dan. And no, last, I'm dirty no, I'm dirty but Dan. certainly not least, St. Michael's <laughs> Church. Where it is said the devil himself visits. Nah, it's just Damien, dude. Whoa. Did you see what I meant about Damien, though, with the with the devil thing? Yeah. That's his name. Um, there's two that they miss, and I'm surprised they missed Which them. ones? One that was in my book, which was the uh, an alley. I forget where it is, but it's the site of the Valentine's Day Massacre, oh. which is when Al Capone had his guys dress up as cops, and they pulled over Bugsy Malone's crew for like a, for like a normal stop and search, uh, and they pulled him into this. Actually, no, it wasn't an alley. It was like a, a mechanic warehouse. And they pulled them. They had them line up against the wall. And the mob guys are like, ugh, got to deal with these cops. You know what? want to search the cars. Cops, gangsters pulled out Tommy guns, mowed down like seven of the seven of the guys and then just took off. Only one dog survived. Good. Um, At least it's just a dog. And then the other one, which is a lot worse, is where the now the theater is called the James M. Niederlander Theater. When it opened, it was like the Iroki. And it was promoted as a fireproof theater test that theory didn't go well very first, <laughs> very opening night a fire started when one of the lights 
blue. Really? So the whole bottom floor caught fire, but the thing is on levels. So all the people on like the second level above couldn't go down. So they all needed to get out from the top. So they were trying to jump across windows and a ton of them were not making it. Damn. So that place is called behind the theater. It's called Death Alley. Because people just fell there. 600 people. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. And then they said that there are people at the end of it, people near the end who survived. Because they were landing on everybody. Because they weren't landing on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. What the fuck, dude? So Death Alley. That was wild. That's rough. Do you think mm-hmm. that guy was sued for not having a, a fireproof theater? Oh, I don't. I don't know. He had to be right. Probably. But yeah, so those two were also on there. Crazy, Dalton. Crazy, crazy. And then, since Matthew did Chicago, I said, "Hey, let me do Los Angeles." <laughs> so here we are. Um, the first one that we're gonna do is the Wonderland Murders House. Um, the porn legend John Holmes was implicated in 1981 lead pipe in the 1981 lead pipe Wonderland Avenue murders uh, of four known drug dealing thieves in this house. Revenge for robbing and embarrassing drug kingpin Eddie Nash was the inspiration for the brutal homicides, which were made infamous by the 2003 Val Kilmer film Wonderland. That's kind of cool. Sanders house, AKA thriller house, the quiet Victorian house in Angelino Heights is the what? How the fuck you say that word? Dilapidated, 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 dilapidated shack. Did you? I had no idea how to say that. You're staring at it like me. Dilapidate. How do you say it, David? Dilapidated. Dilapidated shack that was savagely attacked by zombies in the 1983 music video Michael Jackson Thriller bonus. But no, this you know these places aren't haunted. These are like, like landmarks. Landmarks. <laughs> I can't even find the article you're oh, talking about. You gave me well, the L.A. Name. You got you got Ace Hotel. Oh, I've been I've been to the Hollywood Wax Museum. Have you been there? That uh-huh. place is haunted. That place, yeah, that place feels weird. That place is weird. Uh, what other place is really weird there? Ace Hotel. Um, yeah, that hotel. What's the other hotel there? There's another hotel that's really the Roosevelt. Roosevelt Hotel. Up. I mean, Griffith Park has the whole uh, the zoo that's abandoned. I don't know. If oh, I've been oh. there. I've been there too. That place isn't really creepy, but it's definitely you know it's abandoned, so that's kind of makes it cool. When did you go there? Um, I can't, I can't remember. I don't know why we went over there. Any, anyways, but yeah, I did. I kind of remember this. Yeah, it was a. It was a, that was a something happened that day. I don't know what, but that's why I remember at that moment. Oh, ah, okay. Um, oh, the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, my my mother loves going there. You can still go watch old uh, old old movies there, and take wine. Yeah, because everyone loves wine. Um, and then what else? You can you think of anything else? This is no. not like any of these. No, I think that's it. Oh, the Beverly Hills Bermuda Triangle. I don't know what that is. Let's oh. read it. The immediate properties around this strange triangle of land in Beverly Hills has taken on a mysterious aura. In 1946, a plane piloted by Howard Hughes slammed into a row of houses and came to rest at 808 North Whittier. Uh, Bugsy Siegel was murdered at 801 North Linden in 1947, and Jan Barry of Jan and Dean was nearly killed in real life, uh, killed in a real-life dead man's curve accident in 1966. Uh David, can you look up what a dead man's curved is? 
A dead man's curve is uh, on the road when it's like a sharp curve on like a mountain road. Uh-huh. And there's either like very little guardrail along the edge or there's no rail oh, along the edge. So it's like if you're going just a little bit too fast. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. Uh, so he died of an accident in 1966. Uh Oh, he was nearly killed in that type of accident. In November of 2010, Hollywood publicist Ronnie Chasen was shot in her car at the corner of the Sunset and Whittier. <laughs> Chasen hit the gas and careened into a streetlight at 815 North Whittier, adding to the legacy of one of the most sinister intersections in Los Angeles. Stay off of Whittier. Dude, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> That's crazy. Crazy. That's crazy, wild. Crazy. Some haunted places. Check them out if you like. Just be safe. Stay off of Whittier Avenue. Just, Just... Watch what you're doing, man. Yeah. Go to the speed limit for a reason. All right. Let's jump into our segment. Oh, Dead Man's Curve is also a song. Who sings it? Jan and Dean. Give me a demo. Sing it. I don't know how it goes. I just found the lyrics. Welcome to One, two, the, the boys' room. room. All right. So Same this difference. week, the question is, how do I know if my child is the Antichrist? Let's see. How do you know, Dalton? Let's see. Things I would look for. Um, uh, dead eyes. They yeah. just look dead. Dead in, eyes? They look dead in the in the eyes. Uh, second thing is pale skin. Um, pale lips, I feel like would make a lot more sense. Um, the third thing would be uh, if they start speaking in like we instead of I, because uh, this is the sign for like legion and whatnot. We talked about this last week too, where if they say like, instead of saying I or anything like me, anything personalized, it's always we or us. And so they speak in that term because it, everyone is all in that one being, all the souls and stuff. So I feel like that would be a good one. And then uh, the change in language. Sometimes they'll get an accent, which is really interesting. Or sometimes they learn a whole different language that they but, know, like, secondhand. But you're speaking as if the child has been inhabited by the spirit of the devil? Yeah. But in in the theory, wouldn't the child be the spirit of the devil? Like, it would have always grown up? Uh, I don't think so. I think, it, I think, you know, like, a soul is what makes a body, is what makes a person. Yeah. I think the Antichrist or the devil... If, if we're speaking in that term, is replacing the soul. So it's taking that soul, throwing it into an abyss of nothing, and then it's taking its place in the body that it wasn't supposed to be in in the first place. But that that makes it seem like anyone can be the Antichrist. Yeah. Instead of the Antichrist is born this way. Yeah. They just okay. got I feel like they're just looking for the right suitor. Maybe that's a better way of explaining it. Okay. Well, I don't necessarily know the answer to that question, but I have 14 signs that if your child is doing this, then it might be the Antichrist. Let's see it. Here we go. Number one, your baby says dad-dad or mama. Mm. Its face morphs into a perfect replica of its father's or mother's face, respectively. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I like the little example it has. Dude, that's that, so that picture's creepy. That's look so at the little sh- caption oh, underneath oh. it. You got your nose. Child got your face. <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> this may seem a bit unsettling at first, but once you've diagnosed your child as the Antichrist, you'll quickly get used to this newfound skill. <laughs> uh, its devil's vents radiate a greenish-blue glow at exactly 23.11 which every would, night. Which would be... 11.23. No. 11.11. Uh, 11.11, yeah. I don't know what a devil's vents are. It says soft spots, but I don't really know what that is either. Like on their head? Probably. Like their head grows or glows. The soft spot on their head. Yeah, it's just yeah. to glow blue or whatever. Oh, my God. What about this one, Dalton? Your pets start walking on hind legs and speaking in tongues when they're near the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Popular phrases you'll hear are Rakal Fukus Rakmadash and Shvalama. Sheesh. That one, too. <laughs> Very antichristy. This is my personal favorite. The baby refuses to breastfeed by causing earthquakes of magnitude of five or above on the Richter scale. Oh, that was going to be only a five or below. No. Like, damn. <laughs> uh, what about this one, Dalton? Whenever your baby laughs, a dark portal opens next, next to it from which a horned demon emerges to ask, is it time yet, Master? Now, if that's not just the clearest sign that your child belongs to the other side. Dude, I I, before I would even think about it, I'd run through that doorway. Number six. To hell. Yeah. Okay. Number six. Your baby you. seems to enjoy most Nickelback songs. The caption says, this one's pretty intuitive, but it's still worth mentioning. And you know what? I that, that might be me because I stand behind Nickelback 100%. You are? I'm a Nickelback fan. So, so then... Would your perfect uh, partner be someone that like walked up to you and was like, "You smell like the Antichrist"? I'd be like, "You like Nickelback?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, your child, your child has a habit of walking into and out of the television screen. Ah, I hate it when that happens. Do you think the screen goes a little crazy whenever they walk inside it? <laughs> Don't do it, son. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you suddenly discover that your baby has a Facebook page with a pentagram as the cover photo. What's wrong with the pentagram, man? It's a portal. It's supposed to open a portal. Hmm. I don't know why pentagram. Yeah, I wonder why that's like that. That's the thing of choice. Your baby doesn't know how to count to ten, but can recite archaic magic spells in fluent Ar- Aramaic. Uh, that would totally Aramaic. Aramaic. That would totally. Be like a dead giveaway. You want to take this one, Don? The child's favorite TV shows are Teletubbies, Fear Factor, and Summoning the Forces of Darkness Season 3. Specifically Season 3. Now, let me just tell you, Teletubbies is... There's a lot more involved with that than I think people know of. Teletubbies is fucked up. It's on up. a different level. It's on a different level, man. That's Fear a- Factor, that's just a good-ass show. Uh, you can't recall ever seeing your child blink? So that was one that was in the movie. He like. No, you know what? He didn't blink, did he? He didn't really blink, you know. Imagine how long that must have taken. Whenever you try to give your child a bath, the water instantly evaporates and the steam forms into the shape of a burning cross. Damn. That's very specific. (laughs) You put your child to sleep and walk back to the kitchen only to find it finishing a meal by the dining table. Did you say it? Only to find it finishing a meal by the dining table. Wow. Incidentally, this is also a common sign that your baby is David Copperfield. Who's David Copperfield? Magician. Is he good? I don't know. And last but not least, when you give your baby a doll, it smiles and coos instead of screaming in terror like any normal child would. What the fuck? 
And they say that this one, the creepy doll test, is probably the surest way to discover if your child is the Antichrist. There you go. 14 solid hints to know. The Antichrist is just looking for homies, man. That's what it sounds like. Just wants to hang out. So let's use that to walk into the uh, our other signature segment. What are we doing? Is it canon, bro? And ask if the Antichrist is canon or not. Oh, that's going into some deep shit. Is it? Yeah. Does it go deeper beyond like can acknowledging I, the existence of the devil? I I guess because then it goes straight into like religion and whatnot. But if we're just talking about the, the Antichrist alone, um, I would say. To me, it's not canon because I don't think that's how it would necessarily happen. I think it's more glamorized as like it's going to this is how it's going to be. But no one fucking knows. We none of us know. You know, we can all act like we do, but none of us have a fucking clue. So however that the Antichrist wants to reveal itself, it could be climate change for all we know. It could be just the world ending through you know natural disasters just whatever kills whatever man. kills is is what's going to be considered the devil yeah you know what i mean that's how i kind of view it it's like okay it's just it's happening as we as we speak okay you know what do you think matt i think it's canon there that there will be a person mm-hmm. like that it'll shows be like a up. physical person um i don't think it like everybody thinks about like this one person comes down and cracks a whip and everybody does all this stuff. I think it's a lot more subtle than that, but I definitely think that it'll be somebody. I mean, people said Hitler was the Antichrist. Yeah. He very well could have been, man. He was, if there's anybody know. close enough to what I consider to be the Antichrist, it'd probably be him. So, makes sense. Yeah. That guy's fucked up. All right. Well, we're split. Split. Split decision. Split cannon. Shion. <laughs> All right, made it this far into the podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Really do appreciate it. Thank you for sitting through the final episode of Spooktober. Happy Spooktober, guys. Happy I hope Spooktober. you guys are going to enjoy your uh, Halloween. Be safe, eat candy, and you know, get a little scary out there. A little spooky. A little spooky. Leave us a five-star rating interview wherever you are listening to this podcast. If you're here on YouTube, thank you for watching. Click the subscribe button down below. Bell notification icon in the corner. And until next week, everybody stay safe. Stay spooky. Until then, I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Boo.